This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. It is 10 minutes past seven and you are listening to Generation Next on Joy 94.9. In studios tonight is Maddie. And Steph. And hopefully you guys, well, not actually physically in the studio because that would be a little bit creepy if you're just here <laughs> watching us hiding behind that Joy billboard. Well, that That'll Joy banner. But we want you to hear your voices. We want you guys to get involved, which you can do by texting us in at 0427JOY949 or emailing onair at joy.org.au. Um the uh, letters written by gay Iranian asylum seekers who are being held in Papua New Guinea have emerged, detailing the persecution and the fear that they're facing. Having fled a country where they were persecuted for their sexuality, they've now been sent to another country where homosexuality is illegal and punishable with 14 years in jail. R- really? Like, that was my first thought. It's, Why? It's really shocking. I mean, we're meant to be upholding our international obligations by welcoming them in. As if we're upholding any of our obligations in terms of asylum seekers in general. We're At the core, the Australian's asylum seeker policy has become corrupt and I'm just... It's, it's a sad set of fears. Absolutely. Um, and with the things that have been coming out of Manus Island... Um, in the orientation present presentation shown to asylum seekers after they arrived, it prepared by the Salvation Army, showed a picture of two men kissing with a large red cross through it and the notes, homosexuality is illegal in Papua New Guinea. People have been imprisoned or killed for performing homosexual acts. It's, it's kind of like a catch-22, basically. They either have a choice to risk coming out and disclosing their sexuality and being exposed to PNG's laws or upholding their information and being returned to their home countries. Yeah, because they can say, oh, well, you're not facing persecution in your country, so you should be, so you should go back there. It's like these people tried to come to Australia, which is th- we, I, I think used to be thought of as a very accepting country, and now, you know, the Australian government has shuffled them off to a place which is just going to keep on persecuting them. It's disgusting. <clears throat> I'm going to give a trigger warning for talk about suicide. If this is something that's going to affect you and something that you do not want to hear, come back in a few minutes. Because some of the letters that have emerged that have been sent from Papua New Guinea are just, they're pretty terrible. Um, One man saying, in a note to his mother saying, I'm so sorry that I was born gay. I never meant to hurt you. I couldn't return to Iran and be executed by the Iranian government, but living in PNG wasn't any better because being gay is considered a crime in PNG as well, and the punishment for such crime is 14 years imprisonment. I wish our boat had sunk in the ocean. I thought that Australia and its people would be my protector, but they taught me otherwise. That statement, that is chilling. It is soul-crushing. Because we like to think of Australia as being a lucky country, but apparently not if you're, you know, not... A wealthy white person, you know. It's it's kind of it's kind of really saddening because my parents were also refugees, and to hear other people being rejected like that is disgusting. Like being told that they can't come because they're they're just. Ugh. Yeah, I know it is. I thought Australia and its people would be my protector, but that that they taught me otherwise. That is really really chilling. Um, another person has said. Um, I'm hoping that if I that I will not be sent to PNG prison because I don't want to be killed by Indigenous people living in PNG. Um, this person was saying, I have to hide my sexuality because in this country, like Iran, there are a lot of people 
fanatics whom, if they find out anyone is gay, would harass them and maybe even try to kill them. I have to hide my personality once again. I have to live as something else. And that's having to hide a huge part of yourself in order to be allowed to be able to live is just that is crushing. I mean, the pinnacle of our society is that we're able to be who we are, and these people want to be able to express themselves in ways they can't do in their countries of origin. Yeah, one of these letters says, um, um, I don't know what my crime is that I have to be punished so harshly. And it's just stupid that it's loving someone should never be a crime. It should never be a crime. Um, in, uh, in Iran, where these letters, you know, the people who sent these letters are originally from, uh, it's one of the few countries where there is the death penalty for homosexuality. So, you know, here's hoping they're not saying, oh, it's at least better. You know, imprisonment for 14 years is at least better than being put to death. It's not. N- no. Um, and this is something that's been around for a long time. Like this, we've known about this for a while and the, um, a report from Amnesty International in December said that um, asylum seekers were told by the immigration department that if they any homosexual activity occurred in the centre, they would report it to the PNG police just as protocol. Oh, is this that's, a, that's is this another way to blackmail people for not coming forward with their claims uh, of asylum? Uh, I don't even know. Like, Scott Morrison, immigration minister, has said that that was not... You know, he denied that that was the government's policy, but he did say asylum seekers were provided clear advice on relevant laws. He also did not respond to a request to comment on the letters that have come out. He did say he was unaware of any claims or declarations of homosexuality from asylum seekers on Manus Island. Why would anyone want to declare it? Because if they do, they're going to be persecuted. Yeah, absolutely. And also, there were... Like a former caseworker from Manus has said that she was aware of at least three cases at the time where asylum seekers had presented their sexuality. And so the department would have been well aware that there were gay asylum seekers there. You know, it's not, they can't head in the sand and say, oh, we didn't know, it's, we didn't know, so we can't do anything about it, you know? Um, one estimate from someone from Humanitarian Research Partners has estimated there's about uh, 36 gay men detained, possibly more who. Obviously, you have obvious reasons to not want to talk about it. Yeah. This is just, this is soul crushing. Like the whole refugee situation just ups- upsets me already. And seeing this come out of it, these letters, these are human beings. And seeing that the, the Australian government is dehumanizing these people every single day is just really saddening. Yeah. And it just goes to show how our country has become morally bankrupt. Um, people are arguing that um, the the resettlement deal was announced by Kevin Rudd when he was prime minister for the second time. You know that that period, mid last year. Um, uh, the resettlement deal is in direct violation of Australia's non-refoulement organisations under the Refugee Convention. That's being claimed by advocates. That's we're not making that statement. We're reporting that statement has yes. been made. <laughs> um, it's it's clear that they don't seem to really care. Like Amnesty International said, they've they've raised it with uh, the immigration department and never really had a clear response, as they put it. Well, it's it's because what what the Australian government is doing is that we're bartering off our obligation to third world countries, and if they have laws that make it convenient for us not to accept people, they're going to take advantage of it. And this is what's happening: these people are being used as pawns. They're not being helped. They're yeah, not- just seems like 
this is a really, really toxic situation that these people have put, been put in, and the immigration department just doesn't seem to care. It just seems ridiculous to me that people come to Australia because they are being persecuted for their sexuality in the, the countries they were born. Let's send them to another country where they'll be persecuted for their sexuality. Perfect. Exactly what decent human beings would do, of course. And even in, um, in Australia, when we interview queer refugees, when they make their claims, the process is quite daunting and intimidating. Yeah, I've, I've read stuff about that, that they'll be like anal probe type thing. Like, they, they basically put, put them through a series of gay tests, but the gay test is based on our Western perception of what homosexuality is. Yeah. And they're from countries where they're not as exposed to this culture, so it, it, could, be, it could be quite evasive for them to answer those questions. Absolutely. And just the invasiveness of some of the physical procedures, like uh, something that will test, that will measure, it, like they'll get them to watch gay porn and see if they have any kind of physiological response like of erection. Which is like, disgusting, because not only are they forced to disclose their sexuality, but they're also put through this process where it's not... You know, that would be sexual assault in a lot of contexts. It would be sexual assault. We're going to take a little bit of time to, you know, try to get less angry. Yes. <laughs> and pro- But probably get a little more sad because next up we will be talking about breakups. So if this is something that you've got any input on, because we've both got a lot to say about this, yep. you can always text us in at 0427JOY949 or send us an email on air at joy.org.au and we will be back shortly. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.